This is truth. Full of grace and truth. And what are you about to learn today would enable you to know who you are and what you can do and how you can live. And I would go through some basics to begin with, then establish it and take you a little deeper. Is that okay? Because I believe this has not been taught as much as it ought to. To know that we are ascended masters, actually, I even would say we are ascended lords. We are ascended lords. We cannot be the lord of lords because the angels are not lords. We are lords. And he is the lord of us. So that is why we are ascended lords. Now the fundamental truth is that you were not just redeemed. You and I were just not redeemed. Israel was redeemed, but you were more than redeemed. You and I have been resurrected and recreated. I hope you understood that. You and I are not just redeemed. That's only the way into which we entered the new creation. See, many people have asked me, why couldn't God destroy the world the moment Adam sinned? And recreate. And the Bible teaches us because we need Bible to interpret Bible. You know something? Listen to me very carefully. The best commentary of every commentary is the Bible itself. The best commentary of every commentary is the Word of God. And the Word of God tells us why is it that God does not destroy why is he patient because he's patient and waiting till all people come to repentance and the full knowledge and so he waited he waited he waited until the fullness of time and sent his only begotten son now what did he do he just didn't come, us, come to give us a religion. His blood was not shed for another religion. He came that we may have life. Got it? Now the King James Version says, and life more abundantly, John 10.10. 10. 
But the real interpretation or the translation of that Greek word is fullness. So he came that we may have life and the fullness of that life. And if you do a study of the fullness, you would see something, something's amazing and I'll show you in a little while. But here's what I want you to know. That when he came, he came and he destroyed the old creation. He destroyed Adam. He destroyed Adam by his death. By his resurrection, by his ascension, and by his enthronement. So he did destroy. But the way he destroyed was not in the way that he destroyed the earth during the flood of Noah. He destroyed the creation in his own life. In his own son. Are you with me? I hope you're listening. I hope you're taking this. You may be uh, a little bit, you know, wondering where is he going. I myself don't know. (laughs) But I promise you it'll be good. In this period of time, I've had so much coming in. And I'm not talking of the way Pastor John and Pastor Kirby gets downloads from heaven. In my readings, in my waiting on the Lord, in listening to his word above all, I've received so much that I'm so full, I don't know which one to take and give. So if I, so if I give it, it'll be here, there, and everywhere which you got to take and, you know... How many letters are there in an alphabet? 26. How do you spell lib? Come on. Can, are there more than 26 alpha, uh, letters in the alphabet? And where am I going to? <laughs> where are these English teachers? <laughs> Thank you. So how do you spell lib? How do you spell evil? Hello. You see, these letters have been taken. This is language, right? This is language. And God has a language. His language are his thoughts. And he's thrown his thoughts into the air. The day that he created, it says that he spoke And Psalm 19 says that a sound has gone out. When he spoke, now I don't know what his language is, but I know one thing, his language is spirit language. It's not English, it's not Hebrew, it's not Arabic, it's not Greek, it's spirit. And in his goodness, he's given us various ways in which language that you and I understand is confused. That's when it began. 
when they got scattered, a language is a result of confusion. Your language and my language. The English language, the most confusing language. Every other language also is confusing. It came out a spirit of confusion. But in God, out of his kindness and goodness, he just threw his, you know, and, and, and in the same Psalm, in Psalm 19, he says, a line has gone forth. And that word line means a sound. And knowledge, day and night, is being revealed to us if we only take time. Amen. Amen. Now, what has that got to be with language? It's like you can't create a word outside of the 26 alpha, uh, letters. You've got to use them. So God has thrown his thoughts in the air. You and I have to take it. You and I got to pick it. He says, I have blessed you with every spiritual blessing in Christ. I have blessed you. It's finished. It's done. I don't need to be blessed anymore. Now, I've got to learn to take the blessing. I can take it as L-I-V-E and live. Are you with me? Hello. Because it's there. I've got to pick it. L-I-V-E. Or I've got to abuse it. And there are a lot of people today abusing the blessings of God. But you see, we are giving more access to those people. And I'm talking of the philosophers. I'm talking of the so-called new age teaching. When God poured out his spirit, he poured out his spirit on all. But unfortunately, you and I are not receiving. And so these people are receiving that which is in the air but they're receiving it outside of the one in whom all life is. Jesus Christ is our wisdom, our sanctification, and our knowledge. And in him alone. John chapter 1 verse 4 says, in him was life. And listen to this. In him was Life. And the life was the light of men. Not the light was the life of men. The life was the light of men. So people are going after the light, but they're not going after life. Are you with me? Are you getting where I'm going? So I came that you may have and life in all its fullness. A full life. Not a teeny weeny eager mercy drop falling here and there. And 
it, it saddens me to know how Christians, because of lack of knowledge, right? Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, my people perish because of lack of And it saddens me how we are not willing to understand that what he wants is fullness. He's not a half-hearted, and by the way, you're not half-baked. You're full. You're a full-baked person. And so what he did was he came that we may have life. And then he destroyed the previous creation. He destroyed Adam. And you know what? He brought forth a new man. A new creation so that today we can say with Corinthians 2nd Corinthians 517 if therefore any man is in Christ he is he is not he will be he is a what a new creation and the word new in Greek kainos means of a different species. And this species is none other than God. And then it says the old has passed away. What old? That old, that creation, that Adam, everything, they're gone. Now, in your Bible and in my Bible, we have all, and all things have become new. But the original says, all things are new. And as I looked into this, I realized that it says God breathed his life, right? Genesis 2.7. God breathed his life. But man became a living soul. Genesis chapter 1, 26 to 28, God created man. But Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 says he became. It's not talking about the created man. It's talking of the becoming man. Man chose to become. And that is why in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17, it's not saying that all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. It says all things are new. It is a definite statement of purpose, which I will show you later. It's not a promise. It's a principle. It's not a promise. Why? Because he came and he gave his life. You know that wonderful text of John 3, 16? 
says God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not but have everlasting. Now the word everlasting means, I want you to get it, right? You're very quiet today. <laughs> everlasting means with no beginning or no end. Who is the Alpha and the Omega? Who is the one who has no beginning or no end? So now, if you believe, what do you become? Ah! Hello? Are you with me? You become who he is. Now, I'm just trying to show you some things, right? So what is the fundamental thing? The fundamental thing is this, that Jesus Christ just didn't redeem you. And so the emphasis is not on redemption. Your life and my life didn't begin at the cross. They sing that song, at the cross, at the cross, where we first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight. And now I'm happy all the time. <laughs> Your life and my life began in Christ after the resurrection. Wow. Hey, listen. I don't think you understood that. I'm sorry if I destroyed your theology of the cross. No, no, no. The cross is important. The cross is important. Woe be unto me if I don't preach the cross. But what is the cross all about? The cross is the throne of God. Because at this throne, it became an altar for the Son of God to lay down his life. Are you with me? And therefore, woe be unto me if I don't preach the cross. But my faith does not rest on the cross, 1 Corinthians 15. My faith rests on the resurrection of the living God. I'll repeat that again because I may have been drowned by my dear friend, Ken. I forget what I said, Ken. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to see whether you, are, you heard it. <laughs> so your faith and my faith does not rest on anything but the resurrection. And if there was no resurrection, your faith and my faith is of vain. Read the Bible. That's why we live by his word. Read the Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Very clear. The cross had to be there. Because on that cross, he just destroyed the old nature. He just destroyed everything. But at the resurrection when he rose. So today, 
you can say without any doubt, his death is my death. Read Romans 6, you'll find it all out. Now listen to this. There are a lot of people who die to live for, I will die for Christ. You don't have to die. I live for Christ. I am dead to sin, alive for God. Are you with me? Are you getting it? Because God doesn't deal with the old man. God doesn't deal with the old Adam. God deals with the last Adam. And that is his son, Jesus Christ. You're with me? Are you ready for more? Now you did become righteous, by the way. Sorry. You didn't become righteous. If you look at the scriptures, you would see that. The only one righteous is Jesus Christ. But you became the righteousness of God. That's a big difference, beloved. That's a big difference. You are now the expression and the essence of the very life of God. Are you with me? Because Jesus Christ is your righteousness. Jesus Christ is the righteous one. Before the father when he goes, the father doesn't see, you know, Annie and say, oh my. Mm. <laughs> he doesn't see Annie, he doesn't see Nigel, he doesn't see Maria, he doesn't see anybody. He sees his son. Yeah. Are you with me? Yes. Now why am I saying, we're going somewhere, right? Now where is this life? This life is not on earth. We were dead in trespasses, Ephesians chapter 2. Yeah, we were dead in trespasses. But God, verse 4, but God. By his grace and grace alone. It says there in verse 6, raised us up. Raised you and me. Because his resurrection became my resurrection. Now I am a resurrected, regenerated, regened new creation. I am not some ordinary person anymore. You're not some ordinary person. When he ascended, I ascended. You ascended. Because he raised us up and where are we today? Seated. Where? Where? We are seated at his right hand in him. Yes. Yes. Amen. So my life is lived not from earth to heaven, but from heaven to earth. Amen. Because I'm an ascended being. I'm an ascended Lord. Yes. Amen. 
I am a Lord with him, in him, because of him. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. Now, this is something that has been robbed from you and from me. It's not helping us to understand what Christ did. And as a result of that, what he is wanting. Hello. So, here's the fundamental aspect. Dead to sin, alive to God. In that he died, he died for all. Got it? In that he rose, he rose for all. In that he ascended, he ascended for all. For you and for me. So now I am, where is my life hid? Colossians chapter 3. With Christ in God. So where am I? Come on. Don't be afraid to say, I'm in God. I'm in Christ. My address is not Villa number one, Albada. Hello. My environment is not this. My environment is Christ. Beloved, if you and I know this and we live it by the confession of our word and his word, then you and I won't go through this roller coaster Christianity, one day up, one day down, bipolar, schizophrenic. <laughs> one day head down, what happened? I'm disappointed that that guy... That disappointment, there is no such thing as disappointment. These are words that are being used by people. Listen, what's God's word? That's the one thing you need to know. Love never fails. So choose ye this day. I have set before you life and death. Yeah? In Deuteronomy 30, 19, I have set before you life and choose that you and your descendants may live. Are, are you understanding this? This is something that you and I, unfortunately, have not really grasped. I include myself because I'm just beginning to grasp this thing. So when I choose life, I choose him. And constantly before the father is him. And I'm in him. So where am I constantly? Before the? Hello. I hope you're understanding this. Where am I? Hmm? Before the? In his presence, right? Yes or no? You're saying yes? You're sure you're ticking it? Yeah, good. Are you ready? You're sure? Then why are our prayers in this manner? Lord, I come to you. 
No, yes or no? Tick or cross? Lord, I come to you. Now, if you went to God, when did you come out? See, this is religion. Come on, preach it, Pastor. If I went in and I say, Lord, I come to you, I ascended at the time of me saying, Lord, I come to you. Yes, I came to him. Now, I cannot come out of him. He himself said this. He said, none can pluck you out of my hand. He himself said this. He said, never will I leave you, no. For lo, I am with you always. Now, if he's with me always, then something's wrong here. Because I seem to be saying, God, I'm coming. And then bye-bye, I'm going back. No wonder we are with our ups and downs, because we are going up and coming down. So when we say, Lord, I'm coming, I'm coming up, hallelujah, and we sing some amazing worship songs, we are filled with songs and words, and then we are excited, and then we are saying, Lord! And then we come down. Now why am I saying this? I'm saying this because there is a life. And this is a life that began with me in 2001. Yeah, I, I, I actually met the Lord in 1970. And I've been walking with him ever since. But I actually came to know the depth of what it means to know him since 2001. And I learned of him from Psalm 16. In the depth of my misery, in the depth of our affliction which I put the family in, at a time where nobody wanted us, we were called literally, I'm not joking, lepers. He's after serving the church for how many years? Since 1984 till 1999. We were called lepers. We were called criminals. And all of this. We were, we were discarded. I was not allowed to worship loud. I mean, my... When Savi started dancing in church in spite of the affliction and the agony that we were going through, it was said that she's not broken. Neil has been broken, but not her. Are you with me? It is at this moment that I learned Psalm 139 and Psalm 16. That even if I go down to Sheol, 
you are with me. He has never, ever left us. Others may, but not him. Even if I deny him, he cannot deny me because he is faithful. Are you with me? And then in Sheol, I learned this. Psalm 16. Amazing. It says, My lot has fallen in pleasant boundary places. I was without ministry, without a job, without money, nothing. And my lot is fallen in pleasant boundary places. But then it goes beyond. And here's the verse, verse 16. He says this, I will show you the path of life. I will show you the path of life. Next line, in his presence is fullness of joy. Next line, at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. I will show you the path of life. I want to share that. I just want to share that with you. Not even so much teach, but to open your eyes to see that he has called us into life. So this church's name I will show you the path of life. That's where I learned in Sheol. Not when I was in the sweet by and by. Not when I was in, on a high. Or when I was down in the low. The path of life. And we break that, right? Because I want you to know something. Where can my spirit go? Where? If I ascend into the highest of highest, you are there. If I descend into the lowest of Lord, you're there. So how come we, we say, Lord, I come to you? I do understand that. Now, sometimes I say that, Lord, I come to you. But when I say that, and if you ever hear me say that, it is only because I'm in a realm. But God is so much more in more realms. And I'm just going from realm to realm, from glory to glory, from faith to faith. But I am in his presence. Are you with me? And so in his presence is what? Life. I will show you the path of life. In his presence is fullness of joy. Now, if I am in his presence, how can I be disappointed? How can I be defeated? I don't say this out of, you know, 
boastfulness and arrogance. I say this because the word of God says this. I, and now today, neuroscientists are saying that. They're catching up. They can't, but they're still trying to. I am wired for success. I am wired for love. My default mode is love. Because that love is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Spirit, Romans 5, 5, and love never fails. Therefore, how can I fail? How can you fail? Hello. All these philosophies, failures are the pillars of success. Have you heard that? It's just like an empty drum makes the loudest noise. Nothing inside, yeah. But they make a big noise and they have a stage also to do that. To tell us, you know, when you fail, don't worry. It's good. No, 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 no. It's not good. God is good. Not failure. And you and I have been wired for success. Are you with me? Are you, are you getting where I'm going? You and I have life. So turn to a few scriptures now. The first one is in John chapter 5. Verse 24. What does it say there? What does it say there? Okay, I'm going to do something practical, right? Because we, we love the mind thing. I love the mind thing. But the problem is, um, I have never been called to mind read. There are too many mind readers. I've never been called to worship God. I've never been called to be silent. I'm an ascended Lord. I am high on a hill. I'm a city on a hill. I am being lifted up and exalted by God himself, the exalted one. So I cannot be quiet. Hello. I'm sorry if you are this very cultured, nice, quiet worshiper. God bless you. <laughs> there are times where we've got to be still and know that he's God. But I would rather you do it in your closet. Where he sees you. When the spirit of God came upon his 120, there would have been more there. They were not. Hello? Were they? No. When the Spirit of God came down on them, they were. So much so that people thought they were what? 
the people thought they were But today, the church has got very cultured. <laughs> Everything is proper. And we are like hermits on a pole in the jungle. <laughs> Now meditation is good, but we have never been called to be Hello. If I've got life in me, yes. then the life that I have, now what does it say there? In John chapter 5 verse 24, he who believes, come on, what does it say? I'm asking you to read it because I don't want you to look and let me quote it all the time. I can do it, I know it. I will give you verbatim if you want. He who believes will not be condemned, correct? Yes or no? Will not be, but have and has passed, has passed, what? Say it, come on. Come on. From where? Into. Now go to verse 26. Now read it again, loud, come on. What? As the who? Has what? So what has he done? Now come with me to 1 John chapter 5. From John chapter 5 to 1 John chapter 5. Same guy, okay? So obviously he's got his chapters right. There were no chapters when this was written. We are the guys who put it in chapters. So let's look at John chapter 5 and, and look at verse... Are you there with me? Chapter 5. Now what's he talking about? He's talking about a witness. Yes or no? Right? Correct? Okay, and what's it saying there? Whose witness is he talking about? A testimony, I'm reading to you from the expanded version because I want you to hear it a little better, amplified, loud, but I want you to read now, okay? Verse nine, start it. What has he done? Now verse 10. And what is this witness? Verse 12. He who has the who? Not what. He who has the? Has. Not will. Has. Right now. Now go back to chapter 5. You don't have to go back now in, in terms of turning it, but keep this in your memory bank. 
because you're creating memory cells now. Good memory cells. Now, chapter 5, verse 26 says, as the Father has granted, come on. Now, what has the Son done to you and me as we believe? He who believes in the Son has what? Whose life? The Father's life. So where are you and I? With or without him? If you don't have the son, then you don't have life. And this happened, this happened because one day you dared to open your mouth. Hello. Romans chapter 8, uh, chapter 10, yeah? Verse 9 and 10. You dared to open your mouth. And you dared to open your heart, and I opened my mouth. Because it says, if we, what? Confess with our, hey, by the way, your tongue and mouth is not only there for ice cream. <laughs> and to taste the wonderful steaks. Amen. <laughs> Food is good, but it's for the stomach. So watch this now. If we confess with our and believe with our, what will happen? We will be saved. Okay? Now it goes on to verse 10. And what does it say there? For with our heart we believe and with our mouths we con what? And what do we confess? We confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and we confess that he was raised from the dead, not for our justification. Justification is a wrong translation. For our righteousness. Didaskalos. Righteousness. So our lives began because we dared to confess and we dared to believe. Now go to Colossians chapter 2. And now read verse 7 and tell me there. What does it say there? I, I want you to do it because I'm going to get you to start using your tongue and your mouth. Why? I want to rewrite something in your brain. As you what? As you received, so... How did you receive Christ? By confessing and by believing. So now how do you walk? By confessing and believing. Simple. Not by fasting and praying. Not by jumping and shouting. Walking. Walking in what? Yeah. You're walking in him because we walk in the spirit. If you walk in the spirit, if you live in the spirit, then walk. And be established, rooted and grounded. What does it say there? Rooted and grounded where? In what? Come on. This is how, beloved, we need to live. 
not this up and down how are you today well under the current circumstances yeah tough season you know i just i i now understand because i went through the same thing what's happened i had the flu i had the flu later on i will give you some things that the life of god this ascended life gives you and what it means to be an ascended master but now i'm showing you how it began because i'm establishing something there you are in his presence you can never come out of it even if you want to because the length the breadth the length the breadth the height the depth of his love is too big for you to even walk out of it are you with me because by the time i start walking out i'm too tired because his length breadth height depth is eternal Are you understanding this? So I am always in his presence, but I may not be near him. Because if the light in me is darkness, how great is that darkness? If the light in me, Jesus said, if the what? He didn't say if the darkness in me is dark. He said if the light in me is dark, how great is that darkness? In other words, there am I Okay here am I there is a light the further i move the further i'm moving away not from anything else i'm still in his presence the light is there i am here and now when i'm moving towards him i'm getting closer now the light is increasing are you with me and in this light there are no shadows Am I okay with you guys at the back? Are you all okay? You see the problem with us is we have learned a religion. Jesus didn't die to give us another good religion. He's neither a good teacher. He's Lord. Now please remember this, it is not just believe but you got to confess even the devils believe and what happens to them they tremble so you can believe and yet not be in Christ you can even believe in the resurrection and yet not be in Christ it has to be confessed it has to be spoken and what does confess means homologio saying the same thing that god says and this helps us that's why we must learn to live by his word this word is life this is not just some kind of letters inside there then i might as well just throw it 
This is spirit and it is life. So a lot of people say, how do you hear God? Do you hear his voice? Yes. What's his voice like? I'm talking to you like that. A lot of people want this little artificial religious uh, spirituality. What is it? Hello. How are you? Take off your shoes for you're standing on holy ground. The moment I speak, he's speaking. And when I learn to listen to my voice, which is most difficult, because I want to hear another voice. And there were two people who learned to listen to another voice. We always want to listen to an extra biblical thing, yeah? The moment I read aloud his word, the moment I speak his word with faith and conviction, he is speaking to me. I will show you the path of life. Yes or no? Yes. Psalm 16 verse 11, I will show you the path of life. Now, what does Psalm 119 verse 105 say? His word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. No, 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 I want the spirit. That's our problem. We want more than what God has given us. His word is more than diamond, more than gold. His word is his life. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God, the logos. The entirety of his character, nature and thoughts then became flesh. Thanks. And this flesh is now in me. When I take that communion, I'm taking his flesh. I'm taking his blood. His blood has life. I'm not taking some piece of bread and a tiny bit of juice from the supermarket. I am taking the very life of God. Are you with me? And now I'm an ascended master, so I must live like an ascended master. Jesus said this once upon a time when he was talking to Nicodemus. He said in, in John chapter 3, he said this. No one has descended from heaven except he who has ascended. And he's now in heaven. He was on earth. But he's saying, and now he's heaven. Except the son of man who now is in heaven. Jesus lived the ascended life. And though he was on earth, he was living the heavenly life. That's why he's called the heavenly man. And that's why he can ask us to pray on earth as it is in. And not whine and wimp and say, Lord, <laughs> I've got a pain. The problem is that, you know, we, I told you we got religion. So we're looking at the scriptures in the wrong way. 
because we've got religion. Yeah? I'm a sinner. Who said that? Not the word. I know in John chapter 5, that, that, that John, that John you're talking of, he says, in John chapter 1, he says, if you have sinned, that means we can sin. Listen, when you read the scriptures, please know who he's addressing. There is diversity in these epistles. You know why? He's addressing three types of people. The little ones, the sons, and the fathers. Read chapter 1 from verse 12 to 14 and you will see that. He is addressing the sons, the, the little ones, the sons. How can you tell the son, the little one, the Pythagoras theorem? He might think you're talking of a python. So when he's addressing the little ones, he is saying, if you sin. But then he addresses the youth, the young ones in him, the sons, and he says something else. And then he addresses the mature fathers, and he says something else. So you've got to write, find out who is he talking to. Hello. Not just take one little portion of scripture and run with it. You've got to understand its context. And so when he says, this is the testimony. What is the testimony? That he who has the son has life. What is the life? Full life. Not a life that is mm, half empty. And now the world has come out with a better one. It's half full. <laughs> Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teaching us how to perceive. <laughs> Don't see it half empty, see it. Have you heard these things? No, 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 you're not a half-baked person, you're not a half-full person. You're a fully fulfilled, full person. Let's turn to Ephesians. Is this okay? At this rate, I might take Pastor John off his job Why? Because you're running and whining. Then, Pastor John, please pray for me. What does it say there in Ephesians chapter 1? And let's go down to verse 22. First of all, remember, he raised him up, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, yeah? The Holy Spirit raised Jesus Christ and made him... The head over all, above all principalities and power, which means now every principality and power that has been disarmed and defeated, right? So they don't have arms and feet because they've been defeated and they've been disarmed. Right, now watch this. So what does he do? He now fills all in all, becomes the head, that means you're the body, I'm the body, even the smallest toe has power over the evil one. Because he's under. Hello. 
This is something that you and I don't confess, yeah? Because when we get a whack, <laughs> when we get a pain, and so we start walking. Your smallest finger, your smallest toe has more power than the defeated foe. Not because of who you are outside of Christ, but who you are in Christ. So as he is, so am I. So are you in this world. Now watch this. Are you ready? So what did he do now in verse 22? God put everything under his power, feet, and made him the head over everything for the church or gave him to be the head of the church over all things, which is his the church is filled with the fullness who fills everything in every way. You are complete. The fullness of God. Can you just believe that? That this God who flung the stars into existence, who spoke the word, he doesn't live in tem temples and tabernacles made out of stone and mortar. So when David tried to build him one, he said, what are you doing? <laughs> he had a big laugh with heaven. He said, heaven's my throne, earth's my, where are you going to put me? In this tiny little cubicle. And the tabernacle David was building is much bigger and larger and fatter than you and I. But then he decided Hebrews chapter 10 verse 5. He said, sacrifices and burnt offerings have I not desired, but a body. That's you and I. And today you and I are the temple of the living God. And guess who is there? Who is there? The Fryun God. In John chapter 14, he says, I will pray to another. I will pray to my father and he will send you another, the Holy Spirit, who would live with you and be with you forever. Then in verse 23, he says, if you love me and keep my commandments, we will come and dwell in you. Now he was not talking of angels. He was talking of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we have all three in us. Wow, this is unbelievable. The fullness of God is in us. Ephesians chapter three. Are you okay? Now Paul begins to pray, right? And when he prays, he says in verse 19, but I pray that you will be able to know that love. When you know that love, now where is this love? In your heart. When you know this love, then what happens? You will be filled with the what? With the who? The fullness, beloved, either you believe this or you don't throw the Bible away. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and life in its fullness. Now Paul, after many, many years, after the resurrection, is saying, fullness of God. 
Now, either you believe it or you're not. Right now, in you, is the fullness of God. Wow! This is mind-boggling stuff, man. I'm just giving you the fundamentals. These are just fundamentals. Because you have not, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, you have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit of God. The spirit that cries, Abba, Father. He is crying, Abba, Father, not you. But because you're one with him, when he cries, you're crying. He who is joined, who he, he who is joined to the spirit is one with the spirit. Are you with me? So that when he cries, I cry. Now watch this. Because you have the, where is this fullness? In you and in me. Hello. Now a lot of people say, they said, you know, we need to follow God. I'll follow, I'll follow, I'll follow, and where he goes, I find and where he goes up on you seen sister act one two three or whatever I will follow him follow him wherever he may go beloved you're not being called to follow God why should you follow God when you are in him and when he is in you So I don't follow God. Where I go, God's coming. Woo! So when I go near the sick, who is with me? Come on, turn to Mark chapter 16. A lot of people say, no, 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 this is not in the original text. Well, I believe every word that is said there. And read the last verse. These signs shall follow them that. Who is following? Me? Signs. Why are signs following me? Because God is in me. Now I'm walking. Signs are following. Are you with me? Now when I lay hands on, my, on the sick, something happens. Why? Because God is with us confirming his word. Doesn't it say there? See, your Bible is not Spanish. My Bible is not Sinhalese. Not even Ukrainian. You're from Ukraine? No. <laughs> Neither is it Hindi. You have an English Bible, yes or no? Yes. Now what does it say? These signs shall follow... Those who believe. Now when they believe, they will lay hands on the and they shall be. Now what happens? Now watch this, okay? Watch this. They shall be healed. And then it says, why? Because he is with them. And God was with them, confirming his. Now this is all. A few days after his resurrection. Emmanuel means, and we love God with us. 
Praise God. I love God with me. But I want you to know something. God is more than with you. He is in you. Christ in me. Christ in me. This Christ in me is the hope for other people. Are you with me? This is the ascended master's life. He is the hope for the nation. Now watch this beloved. Go back to John chapter 1 and read it. Not now. And he said this. There was a man sent by God. But he was not the light. He was sent to bear witness to the light. Now even John was not the light. But then comes Jesus and this is what he says. You are the light of the world. Amen. 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 Are you getting this man? Yes. Are you getting this? Yes. Even John was not the light of the world. That was why even the least in the kingdom is greater than him. I am the light of the world. And where I go, now you can turn to, now you can turn. John chapter 8 verse 12. What does he say there? Now you'll say, mm, but you said nothing about following. Following is religion. Well, I'll explain that to you. If you... I'm so confused, man. I really don't know what is happening. Oi. Confusion is about darkness. I'm depressed. I don't know. My child didn't get through the exam. We put pressure on the child, the child can't get through because of our pressure. And then we blame the child. Can you let your child be your child? Train up a child in the way that he or she need to go. Not how the Lord wants that in the way that child is designed to live. Learn to train that child to live in the design that God has placed in that child. Not in your design. I want to be, I want my child to be a doctor. I want to be a, my child to be an engineer. I want my child to be a proctor. What about the coolie clock? That is the very thing we decry. What, you're going to be a coolie? And if he's designed to be a coolie, let him be a coolie. Why? He'll be the best coolie in the world. And he will transform whatever he cleans. He's not being called to be a doctor. He's not being called to be a proctor. He's not being called to be anything. He's called to be a son of God. And he who has a son has life. And that life is the fullness of God. Fullness. Fullness. Hello. Are you still there? Yes. You're sure? Yes. I'm not talking about physical. 
I'm talking about the spiritual awareness of what's happening around us. Now I've shown you life. I've shown you what is that life. I've shown you how you can get this life. Now I'll show you what you have. Very quickly. He who has life, he who has the son has. Now what is this life? Well, it is the very divine nature of God. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 4 says, you are a partaker of the divine nature. Now the word partaker is also participator. Mumbai played Chennai. You remember that? Sorry, I'm going a little more than my time. Right, I'll finish with this quick. Right? Now, we were not there. But we were there. Why? Because we were participating. And when that last over, <laughs> Sri Lankan. <laughs> this is what I like IPL about. It has no caste creed color. Uh, West Indian is carrying a Sri Lankan. Indians are cheering Sri Lankan. Watch next month and see how it turns. <laughs> when Malinga comes to bowl <laughs> to Kohli and he gets him out, Are you with me? Anyway, so we were there and as we were participating, we were partaking. We were partaking in the very essence of that game. So when I participate, when I what? Participate, I partake. And when I'm a partaker, I will participate. So when Malinga was bowling, I was bowling. And I come to my son-in-law and I said, because this guy, first three overs gave 40 odd runs. Yeah, no. <laughs> so when he was bowling, I was bowling. And I literally saw what he was going to do. And I came to my son-in-law and I whispered and I said, this guy will get him out and we shut all the voices. And it happened. <laughs> Let there be light. There was light. <laughs> now you know why they won. Because I prophesied. <laughs> no, what I'm trying to show is that in participating, you're partaking. And you can only participate because you're a partaker. You're a partaker of the divine nature. Now participate in that, please. So that's one of the things you receive as an ascended master, as an ascended Lord. You have the divine nature. Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is divinity in humanity. Christianity is divinity in a human being, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, resurrected, regened, and given life. Okay? Next. We find it in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, where it says, He has made all grace abound in you. There again, the fullness. Abound in you, that you have all things. 
you have all sufficiency in all things to what to abound not meagerly have you seen the poverty spirit operating have you seen the victim spirit i don't know why he did this to me man only me no only me only you can break this heart of mine yeah are you with me that's the victim spirit that's how it speaks meow 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 punukutti No man he's made all grace abound in you abound say abound I am an ascended lord all grace abounds in me not little mercy drops Come on Pastor Yes or no Yes Hello Turn to Isaiah 32 verse 8 uh, uh, verse 18 Listen to how an ascended master lives and where he lives My people shall dwell in peaceable habitations sure dwellings and Oh no, bro bro bro. These terrorists are coming. Lock and key. Lock and key. Lock this, lock that. Did you lock the door, honey? And then we say he that dwells in the secret place of the most high. Shall abide. <laughs> but did you lock the door <laughs> are you okay and i can go on and on about the ascended master but i cut it short it means that he has given you peace and peace is not the absence of war peace is the presence of god now when moses said unless you you have heard this no unless his presence doesn't if his presence doesn't go i'm not going <laughs> quoting moses moses said that you're not moses <laughs> and you're not leading lakhs of people you're just one tiny fellow there <laughs> and yet you're saying unless his presence goes sometimes they are mere excuses <laughs> he said if your presence doesn't go i'm not going with you not you you say he is in me therefore i'm going and even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will feel why because he's with me he's not at the end of the tunnel he's the light in you yeah got it are you okay others are going that side
Now you know how to drown him. <laughs> you don't shout, I'll go back there. You're my catalyst, man. <laughs> so you have received peace. You have received grace. You have received the divine nature. What more? You have received his glory. And of his fullness, we have all received John 1:16. Grace upon grace. Wow. It's not out of his tiny little finger here. It's of his fullness. Man, if you only know who you are. And then you're more than a conqueror. Now more than a conqueror means more than a conqueror, okay? That means... Christ has conquered. Now you're more than a conqueror, which means these things are over. I'm walking in conquering. I'm walking in the conquering power. I'm not crying and asking. I am the conqueror because he conquered. Now I am walking in it. I'm walking in its power. We are a chosen generation. I'm walking in miracles. What else? I'm walking in power. Because I know who I am. I know where I'm going. I'm not having a destination. I'm having a destiny. Are you okay? Now don't come to me and ask me to pray. We are going to show you a way. How do you like my poem? <laughs> so turn to two scriptures and we'll finish. I may not be called again. Anyway. I enjoy listening to myself. Oh, by the way, I preach to myself before I come and preach to you. If I like it, can't help by you. Okay, Hebrews chapter 13. Now watch this, right? You ready? Sure. Now read verse 6. Come on, read it loud. Don't mumble. Don't murmur. Come on. The Lord... Why can I say that? Ha! Now, what does it say in verse before that? He said, listen, he said, therefore, I can boldly say, he said, yes, he promised, yes, he promised, but those promises will come to pass because I can boldly say. Amen. I have to boldly say. Amen. What do I say? He will never leave me nor forsake me. 
So I don't need to say, Lord, I come to you. Uh, Lord, I am here. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to do about it? Because I can boldly come into his presence. Yes. Are you with me? He doesn't stop at he said. He said are the promises and all the promises are yea and amen because he's faithful, yeah. But now his promises can only activate when you say therefore. When therefore I say, what do I say because I know he's with me? What does he say? He says in the first one, he says, I will never leave you. Therefore I say, Did you hear that? He says, but I've got to say it as well. I've got to believe it. Now turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. Now read that. Are you okay? We have this what? Come on, I can't hear you. A little louder. Little louder. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what he has written, all the promises, therefore I, I believe, therefore I, come on, the promises are there, they're in the air. Are you with me? The promises are there. They're in the air. I've got to pull it now. Because he's blessed me with every spirit. So I pull. I have the same spirit of faith that Jesus walked in. Because the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me. So his word becomes flesh in me. And when I speak, his word will not return void. 